Hey, everybody, the Vintage Strength Games are coming to Clayton, North Carolina on June 2nd to the 4th. June 2nd to the 4th. Go to VintageStrengthGames.com for more information and to sign up. Also, make sure you go on Facebook and you join the Vintage Strength Games Facebook group. Get yourself some sandbags or some weight vests or some cool fitness apparel at freedomstrength.us. Go to freedomstrength.us. When you make your purchase, use the discount code SMN10 to receive your discount. Hey everybody, welcome welcome back to the podcast. We got Jared Thomas, Jared Michael Thomas, right? JMT. What's up, man? How you doing? Dude, so glad that we uh finally got to finally connect here. So um it's been a long time coming, but uh I've I've uh, been waiting for the opportunity to connect with you. And what when better than when you finally get a chance to sit down and have coffee and get to relax and talk maze, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know what the deal is, man, because we've been, like, connected for a while on Instagram, following each other's stuff. I know we've been talking, um, but I never got you on the podcast, and, and, like, you're one of those slippery eels that just got out of the cage a bunch of times, but we finally got you. Yeah, and I think, well, you know, and now is probably as good time as any since I've just, you know, started this new community and so forth, so, you know, maybe we have a little bit to chew on there. Yeah, that's what uh, I think prompted me to uh, DM you. You were mentioning something about this community and uh, that, you, you know, you were starting something. So I said, this is what you need to come on and talk about. So it's good. It's good that it took this long because uh, you have moved forward with your practice of mace and kettlebells and flow and everything. You're like, dude, you're one of the best ones out there. It's It's fun watching you. I know you got a lot of a lot of uh, fans who, um, you know, you connect with and everything. So let's talk about this community. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's been an amazing journey and it just gets better, right? Like every day that we know how to swing these maces and use these tools, it just gets better as you learn how to use them. And and it's even more special when you get to share that with others and, and when people get inspired by uh, folks like you and me and other people in the community. So uh, it's really just a blessing, and uh, and I could be more grateful for that. So, but that said, man, it, it has been a long time coming. I've been trying to uh, find the best way, the best avenue to help people. Um, man, I I get folks in my DMs asking, "Can you do a, a tutorial on this? Can you do that move? Can you, you know?" And 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 I want to help everybody. I really do. And and I've and I've chewed on it and mold it for around for a while and thought man what do i what's the best way for me to be able to to help people on a, on a greater scale and for me to be able to continue that moving forward so um you know i I've, i'm fortunate that i had a buddy of mine here in nashville uh a guy that i uh became friends with through a local men's group here and he saw my work and was really inspired to help me from a social media side of things and really said, you know, I, and I had thought about this myself, which was, you know, trying to make a community that's that's cheap, 
uh, affordable and where I can really directly interact with people on a daily basis. And so that that's what has come out of this uh, with this new flow community is a way for me to offer a cheap, easy subscription that ideally we can get enough people in there over time um, that not only do I get the chance to interact with you on a daily basis and and come out with all kinds of tutorial videos right now. I mean, it's great because everybody's like, I want to learn this. I'm like, cool. And I go out and make, I'll make a video on that. You know, I, I want to give people what they want to learn. I want to help them find that journey for themselves. What's and your turnaround time on a request? Uh, well, right now it's probably about oh, a day or two. Wow. So they yeah. DM you, they say, Hey, Jared, uh, how do I, how do I do this? How do I transition that? And you, you could respond almost within 24 hours. This is like emergency department response that's going on here. This is out of control, <laughs> man. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm quite that available. What <laughs> these are people that are already in the community. So, so really they're commenting and that's what I'm encouraging them to do. I want, I want the community to be engaged. I want us all to interact with each other. I want everybody to know each other as best they can. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it grows. Um, and so, you know, hopefully when you get a few hundred people in there, uh, you know, I, I could, you know, not everyone's going to necessarily know each other, but, um, but I want people to engage. And so when somebody, you know, says below in the comments or says, Hey, well, can you expound on this? Or can you, can you, uh, make a video on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely put that in my queue as it were. So that way, when I go out, I can, whether it's a tutorial video or in some cases, a lot of people are enjoying this kind of content. You know, I'm, I've been, uh, I don't have a selfie stick, but I've recently been employing the, uh, you know, just looking at the camera and talking and, yeah. and and kind of just going on a short diatribe on a specific topic. You know, this is, you've been doing this long enough to know that, that the rabbit hole with this goes deep and long and wide. It has many tunnels. And so, you know, that's, what's so cool. Like I, I don't even, I just go off on a, on a, on a very niche aspect of this, uh, of, of something, whether it's, you know, I did one on 360s yesterday that I just released or, um, you know, uh, uh, how to get into heavy flow. That was one that I made recently. And, and I just talked for five or six minutes and just gave people my ideas and thoughts on it, my, you know, my philosophy and, um, and some of the concepts that I've learned that have helped me to progress and gain a holistic understanding of things. And so, um, you know, it's been, it's been awesome to just feed that and to give them, uh, exactly that. And, and people seem to be receptive to it. And so, um, it's pretty fun so far. What's the name of this? And and give me the logistics of it. We're, you know, with you know everything, soup to nuts. Uh, is there a website? Is there a Facebook group? How do people interact? What's the first step? The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So, uh, it is it is a Facebook group. Um, I'm working on a JMT website <laughs> uh, that's in the works. Um, but right now, it is basically a you go to a, a Mailchimp uh, land, just a landing page. Um, where it just kind of gives you uh, a, a cover page, tells you you know generic aspects of what they can expect in the in the group. But really, that's where you put in your email address, and then from there, uh, you'll get an automated email that will send to you uh, from my account that gives you two easy instructions. One is to there'll be two links. The first link takes you to Stripe, where you'll put in your your personal information, um, and you'll subscribe to payments there. It's just fifteen dollars a month. That's it, and then. Back in that same email that you get, uh, the original one that you got from me, the second link on there is a link to the front page of my community group on Facebook. And so um, people, there's a couple of people, you know, if you go on there, you can, if you find that link, you can request to get in. But mind you, I'm also 
you know, connecting that to who has subscribed on Stripe. Um, and so once I see that you subscribe there, I let you in. Um, and then literally you get, you know, direct access to me and, and, and then our community. And the cool part is, like I said, that folks are diving in They're they're sharing their content, they're sharing their flows. Um, and that's, this is what I want. It's a, a, just a really beautiful community. So really easy to access. I would say for anybody listening, if you go to the top of my profile on Instagram, you're going to see a link tree there. That's the fastest way to do it. Go to that link tree. The first thing it's going to say, join my flow community. And it's going to take you to that landing page where you're going to put in your website. Um, and then you'll get the email with the two instructions from there. So pretty simple. Okay. And you know, uh, good thing that you mentioned there about how people first go through Stripe and then go to the Facebook group, because I've, I've heard of people having problems with before uh, joining groups because they go on Facebook and they don't use their real name. You know, you know how some people like they change their last name to something yeah. else mm -hmm. because I guess because so work doesn't know what they're doing, like when they're supposed to be working and they're calling out sick. I don't know. But yeah, yeah that could be a problem, right? You won't recognize that Joe Blow, I'm looking for Joe Blow, and this is Frank over here. This doesn't this doesn't line up. All right. Well, so yeah, and so I I, you know, so far I haven't had too many issues with that. I mean, I think I've had a couple of people that have asked for have asked to join the group without having gone on a stripe. And so I've just messaged them directly. And so I, I mean I'm I'm here. I'm looking at it every day. I'm committed to to getting it worked out. I've got a system where I'm where I'm tracking everything pretty well. So it's I'm not really worried about it. It's the other thing too about this uh Fred as I'll say is that it's about it's about quality. Like I I really need this to be a quality experience. I don't in fact, you know, originally when we started this, we thought about capping it to a, a very select few people so that way we could really make sure that we we had our quality up. And so and we don't have enough people there yet to where that's even a problem. Um, and I think that we'll be good with what we have now to understand, you know, any issues that we could potentially run into. But but really, this is just the way that we started. And then eventually the goal is to then have it directly through my website. So that way they don't have to mess with going to two places. And I, I can understand that can be weird for some people, but, um, but really this is just the beginning effort to getting people of like mind and interest that want to learn these tools that want to learn these skills, get them together to engage and share because we're all growing together. Yeah. And what does, um, what does a person expect on the Facebook group? Or is there going to be anything live is there going to be like full workout videos? Um, you know, get into that a little bit. Yeah, all that. I mean, I would say I, I do want to, I, I, I do want to do and, and have intention to do a weekly live session, like an AMA. Um, I don't right now. I mean, I'm, I'm talking with everybody that's in there. I don't, I mean, we don't have a ton of folks. So an AMA doesn't make too much sense to try to get everybody coordinated on one time uh, at this moment, but that will for sure happen. Wait, hold on. You're saying AMA? Ask me anything. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, so, uh, yeah. So if, uh, I think that would be, that would be one thing I would do as a, as a weekly AMA. So that way people could ask questions and I can engage, you know, I, a lot of the requests that I'm getting right now are, Hey, Jared, can you talk about this topic? And so I'll expound on that topic, but in an AMA type of format, I would pick an hour, say, I don't know, noon on a Monday or something. And then everybody that joins at noon can ask me in real time live, you know, hey, can you chat about this? And I can I can kind of go on a quick diatribe on a particular topic and then move on to the next question. So a lot of people like that. 
Um, I will do full, uh, full, or I should say, you know, good beginner workouts or starting workouts for folks. Uh, you know, um, I also have to be mindful of how long videos are and so forth for the time being. But I, you know, I've produced content that's 10 minutes long, 13 minutes long, um, especially in just basic movement tutorials and things that I'm doing where I'm expanding, like even on just like a 360 and the way that I approach 360s and uh, uh, things to think about, things that are important. I mean, you could spend an hour, you could spend hours on 360s. Yeah. Most people in our community know that. And so they're just, they're getting my take on that. And um, yeah, and it's going to dive in from there. I also uh, am producing content that I do, that I would, that you might see on my Instagram, but will be specifically for this group. So for instance, I posted a really long video I had of a practice that I had the other day. And, you know, it's me working through flow, listening to music, uh, transitioning from uh, specific movement concepts to the other and, and kind of giving people an inside look um, into my daily practice is really what a lot of this is. And you do kettlebell and steel mace. Do you, and you do club too, right? And club yeah. and ropes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are probably, I would say probably the four primary implements as it is now, although I, I won't shy away from my friend Mauricio and his hydro core and, uh, and other cool tools. I just got uh, I'll give a shout out to my buddy uh, Andrew. Got me a sand flail, so I just got this in the mail. Yeah, uh, you've seen those or not? So, I'm no stranger to using all sorts of tools, but those four are the primary ones. Yeah, I was. I remember when you were doing a lot of videos. Is probably a, two years ago. I'm going to say you were mm -hmm. doing a ton of videos uh, with with clubs. Mm -hmm. You were using some heavy ass clubs, and you were flowing. Mm -hmm like nice flows. And I was really impressed by that. That's why I said I, you're like one of the best ones out there because um, the way you move that heavy club around is really like thrilling. Um, I just recently had on the podcast, Adam Hicks, the shoulder coach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, he's another guy who could really manage a heavy club. Like it's nobody's business. Yeah. And, um, then there's the guys like uh, Victor Rouse. Yeah, he's my, right? I just shared his story. I mean, yeah, that's yep. amazing. amazing guy. The, the, all, all you guys, the way you move it with a club, it, and and you know, for anybody listening who's really new to this, um, you got to understand club is one thing, mace is another thing, kettlebells is another thing. It, this podcast is brought to you by AddixClub.com. AddixClub.com for adjustable steel mace and adjustable steel club. Have you seen these things? Have you checked them out? Go to AddixClub.com and take a look at what they have. These are state-of-the-art mace technology at its finest, made in the USA. Look at the Addix Arc. It's in between lengths of the clubs. And the mace. So the the club is the shortest, the arc is the next longest, and then the mace is the longest. But most people only train with either clubs or mace. How often do they go with an in-betweener? Technically, a arc is nothing more than a bulva, a short mace. Uh, but we don't call it that because we call it the arc. So go check it out. Check out everything there and... When you place your order, tell Don Fred sent you. 
it might look similar like a club and a mace, but the way a person flows with a club is is a lot different. Um, and there's there's some things about it, some elements of club swinging that can be somewhat dangerous, more dangerous than the others. Mm-hmm. Would would you want to talk about that? Because I don't want to scare people not to try it. I mean, it's just something to be mindful of. It's kind of cool actually, but you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah. No, you're right. Um... You know, I, I I don't have a ton of clubs, but most of my clubs are heavy clubs, and I am currently in process of getting some Indian clubs, uh, as well as some lighter steel clubs. That's something I've needed to do for a while. My I have some five pound ones. I don't really use them that often, to be honest. Just a little bit at the house here, but um, but I've got a twenty five uh, pound Onyx club that I have used ad nauseum, and and for I mean. Kind of, you kind of got to ask me on the right day of the week, like what my favorite implement is. There was a period of time where I thought for sure my 25 pound club was like my favorite tool. But yeah, it, it seemed it, that way. It's amazing. And, um, and, and, but, but to your point, it, you know, there is, I guess for some people, it could be a thrill that it, there is some, some element of really just you have to be present and mindful. I wouldn't call it danger, but you know, yeah, you have right. to have good posture. You really have to be aware of, of, um, your posture of the way that you're swinging with these objects through space. But the, the, the first thing that came to mind, like the second that I, like after I got that 25 pound club, one of the first things that came to mind is that it's like swinging a rocket is what I would say because of how much weight it has and just the, the way that it funnels upward. Um, and it moves to- with that momentum, like a rocket has momentum. Yeah. So it's like, like when you're doing, you know, 360 or shield cast, whatever have you, you know, when that, when that guy pulls, it's right there. I mean, it's, you know, a mace, you kind of have that delayed effect. It's, it's coming, but then it gets all the way up here where there, whereas with the club, it's right there and it's just tracking right behind you. Like it's almost like it's tailing you. So, yeah, so you, you, you have to be more, uh, well, you have to think quicker, right? Yeah, you have to be conscious and, and you have to be careful when the moments when you pull it up right because if you if you're not sturdy and you're not your posture isn't tall, you you want to be careful that it's not gonna donk you in the face. So one of right. the things you do, like I'll you know to what degree this is a preview. I've done a I did a tutorial on the low swing. I call it low swing. I do it with the mace, do it with the club, tall posture, swinging the club below you, and when it comes up, catching it yeah. and then casting it out again, getting that low swing and working at your posture. I think it's a great way for people to learn that that dynamic between what happens when it comes upright uh, and then the way to, to cast it back out again and also be mindful of your posture because this thing is, you know, it pulls like, it pulls on your arm, makes it, you know, you'll, you'll notice that you'll start to dip down, but that's the beauty of where it builds strength by reducing your weakness and, you know, making your joints strong and all that good stuff, so. Yeah, it it'll throw you around. It'll like it's it's like it's like you're almost like having like a, a play fight with a with another person, and you're trying to throw each other off balance, right? Yes, that's I mean, what I mean, it feels I, like to me. That that that's it right there. And frankly, you know, so as a martial artist, and and again, you're you're familiar. You've probably seen a lot of martial arts getting to this. I I don't know. Do you have any kind of a martial arts background, Fred? No, um, I watched uh, growing up. I watched all the kung fu movies every Saturday. And I watched enough of them that I I know monkey, I know crane, I know uh, oh, drunken monkey. Sorry, drunken monkey. Mm-hmm. I know all. So that's my background. Well, well, okay. Well, I just say that because um, you know 
you what you just said is right and and I think is is a good thing to talk about which is that these tools even the mace even the kettlebell I would say but you know especially the club as well they simulate a lot of the energy exchange that you're going to get in a sparring match or in or in a or in a martial arts situation so that's sort of the beauty and I think really works well as we age and we learn how to develop these skills is we can simulate energy exchange and fight patterns with these tools as they're swinging through space. So it's like you said, it pulls you around. It's almost like you're going through a training session, right? So this is sort of the evolution, in my opinion, of, of where this is going to go in the future, at least for me and what I'm doing. I'm trying to show people that, yes, there's a you, you have to learn how to do everything standing straight and tall with your two feet planted, shoulder width apart, and make sure that you're nice and tall, your posture is clean and straight, and learn how to use the tool without you moving. But over time, just as a baby crawls to walks to runs, you're going to learn how to do those things too. You're going to learn how to step, and then that opens up a whole new world of movement. Now, there's a degree of conscientiousness and mindfulness that you've got to have once you start opening that door. But like an open door, there are movements where you open your hips and you shift and you you really, you're pivoting, you pivot on one foot at a time that creates a, you know, it takes potential energy to kinetic and it creates an open swing and you can let that momentum pull back and then begin to keep moving with it as you go through space. So, you know, when you're talking about earlier on and, and, you know, I, before I got on here, I was like, I need to make another club post. So probably going to go do one of those, especially now that you and I are talking about it, but, um, but that it's, it's, it's both satisfying as well as challenging. Um, and, and it's really fun. It, it, it just, it takes a lot of time to get there. So I would preface anybody listening that you really want to make sure that you're good using these tools, standing up, and then making maybe one step in a direction um, before you full-scale start strafing and walking and, and moving with them. But but once you do, it's pretty awesome. So, Yeah, um, it's kind of like jujitsu sometimes where you have to go with the weight, um, but yeah. you have to at some point know, okay, I'm going to take control of this thing now. And you're always in control, but there's a little bit of – giving up control sometimes yeah. it's so zen it's so it, there's dichotomy to it right it's yeah it, it's funny and so i was on a call before this uh, talking to a fellow that i may end up working with for a retreat center down in costa rica potentially um and just talking about the presence of mind and awareness that comes with these tools and the embodiment of of what you're experiencing while using it and and, and there's I mean, that's, that's why this thing's a rabbit hole. You, you realize that there's a, there's a, a shift in your mind that happens as you're having to pay attention to these tools and these objects moving through space. That relationship with the object creates a better relationship with yourself. So I, I'm telling folks right now, especially in my community, that so much of this practice is also developing a whole new communication skill with your body to learn, where am I weak? Where do I feel tightness today? you know, how, how much, how, you know, how much intensity do I, do I need to give today? Um, and, you know, my personal belief on that is that we should, you know, you can go to a gym and you could go do a hit workout and everybody's going to do the same thing. And if you don't feel like going a hundred percent that day, or if your body's telling you, you know, maybe 50 or 60% is better today, 
they're not going to care. They're going to be like, come on, get with it. Let's go. You know, they're going to be, they're going to be cracking the whip, you know, and you, you got the, you've got the inter trainer there that's getting everybody geared up and motivated and, and yelling in their ear. And, you know, that, that, that can be good for a period of time. But I think the beauty of this practice is that it, it becomes very personal and you develop that communication with your body. Where am I weak? How do I feel today? And if you do this and you pay attention to that and you, you, and you start incorporating proper nutrition and recovery and things like that, you can do this every day and you can hit that level of what your body needs and where you need to be so that way you continue progressing every time. I, I notice that even on days when I go, you know, 60% or, you know, just a lower intensity that I'm still addressing imbalances in my body and I'm still working on areas that I need to and learning skills that my mind fascinates on and chews on even long after I'm done with my session. So it just never ends. No, it never ends. And, and going back to, um, you know, how you're feeling that day, like, um, you know, 60%, maybe you're not, you're not uh, feeling agile with club work, doing like club flows where you're moving around and you're stepping a lot. I notice right away if I, if I got it or I don't, because there's some mornings, uh, some afternoons, whenever I can train that I will actually, uh, start a flow with a club and I'm like flat. I'm just mm -hmm. not moving well. And it's not even that heavy. And I'm just like, kind of, I'm not able to make my pivots and things aren't linking up. Maybe my mind is distracted with something, you know, stressful and I'm just not able to fully engage. And mm -hmm. I say, okay, then you know what? I'm just going to just do, you know, more static maneuvers or I'm just going to stay put and I'm just going to mill or I'm just going to, I'll do another workout altogether. Yeah. But that's, part of like what you're saying you become in tune with your body a certain way yeah and and i would say to that end so that's that's great awareness you've already so you're developed you develop you develop that awareness i would say for me too that's another reason why these other implements play such a big role because you know i'll, I'll get out and i my intention is to use all of them or many of them in a session generally speaking uh but um but if i notice what you what you said there where it's like you know, I, whether it's, I'm just not feeling as great or, or, you know, I, I there's a, you know, there, there seems to be a disconnect a little bit more in my joints that day or a particular maneuver, what have you. That's when I may pick up the ropes and I may do some rope flow for a little bit, or I'll just pick up the 10 pound mate. Go to sleepymonkeytrainingacademy.com to turn your pain into power. And just start doing some flow with the 10 pound mace. These all these will help sort of fill that gap of whatever you need to do that day. And so, you know, if, especially with the clubs and being that most of mine are heavy, um, I generally, you know, very much make use of that practice and where I'm switching between the weights and the implements, especially to warm up and get ready uh, for the heavier clubs. Cause yeah, 45 pound club is no joke when you're swinging that dude around. So yeah, no, nah, it's it's definitely yeah, forty five. When you pick that up, you're like, oh wait a minute, you got to do a gut check. Yeah, yeah, your your guts literally grabbing, especially like when you you know you're stacking it up. You're like, okay, I got to swing this thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, your posture and all that. Yeah, so now um, that's I mean, clubs we could go on and on about, but um, there's other stuff you do. But you you are a martial artist. You have that type of training. Yeah, I, you know, I, um, I had a, I've got a pretty unique background in general. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, and so I'll be happy to unveil it to some degree. But 
going all the way back from when I was a a, a kid, I, I had a unique experience in which I was raised. My mother was handicapped for all my life until she passed away when I was 13. And that gave me a really unique perspective uh, growing up and seeing what was important for movement that that helped develop strength for a lifetime. And, and especially for those of us, and that's something I consider it's most important for men is to be able to do two things, protect and provide. Your body, in so much as that you're training for life and for usefulness, should do those two things primarily, I believe. And so anyhow, uh, uh, my mother had uh, uh, a version of ALS, spinal muscular atrophy, and then um, after she passed is when I, I always played sports, but that's when I dove into wrestling. And uh, wrestling is actually a new sport. I'm from, for me, I was, I'm from Arkansas and it was new to Arkansas when I was going through high school, but, um, but it changed my life and it developed a, a kind of discipline and rigor and changed me. What, what little bit of pudgy softness I had at that point became thin and much more rigid uh, as I learned wrestling and learned really how to get back up after you get down and get knocked down. And so that really instilled a kind of discipline in me that I then took into college where I switched over to martial arts, primarily because we didn't have a wrestling club where I went to school, but did martial arts for four years straight through college. I learned Filipino Kali. I did some Sambo and Silat. I learned Jeet Kune Do, Wing Chun. Um, wow. we, did, we did Muay Thai, did a lot of Muay Thai sparring, did the whole dance and all that stuff that you do to prepare for those fights um i remember even even that the fun music that they play with that stuff is really cool um uh, and uh did some uh jujitsu tournaments and uh, uh mma fights as well i fought in branson and missouri and which is like the the family version of las vegas for those that don't know um uh, Spring, Springdale, Arkansas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and anyhow, and that was a really great background that I basically held on to. I kept training as a martial artist after college through most of my 20s and early 30s until I, well, really right until the point that I found a maze. I was teaching a kickboxing class, gets wiped out because of the pandemic, um, and that's when I bought a maze, so... Ah, okay, so was the maze your uh, COVID purchase that everybody had to make? Yeah, that was it. I mean, literally, class got it was March, and I, I remember because uh, literally three years ago, like almost about a week ago or so, right? It's when the world went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I uh, uh, bought a mace, fifteen pounds. Didn't know, didn't really know what I was going to do with it. I just somewhere I had seen. I still can't remember where I saw it. There was no one person that I was following. I wasn't big in Instagram. Had no socials at the time. I mean, I mean, I, or I wasn't using social to do any kind of promotion or posting videos or anything like that. Um, and then I just fell into the rabbit hole, found a lot of people on YouTube and then decided I was going to go out to the park and slowly incorporated my martial arts practice, especially. And I was actually, to be honest with you, I, you know, I, what I was thinking in my head, Fred, is I was like, I thought my kickboxing class was going to come back. You know, I was like, okay, so. How can I start? How can I show these people this new tool? Like when we're back, right? Like we're gonna be back, and then, you know, and then just kept going, and you know, there was so much uncertainty there, so we never really got back. But my practice with the mason with these tools just went forward. So, did any of the people return? Uh, to you mean to kick, you know, like any of your people that you were doing kickboxing with? Did did anybody like yo? I want to come back or like yeah, everybody just kind of. 
Yeah, I had a couple. I had a, I had two or three of them. Some guys that I started to work with uh, that I uh, knew from my old apartment complex that were training with me in my class that that both of them had admitted that like my class was a regular part of their like fitness routine and had gotten them in shape and had lamented the fact that it was gone. But uh. I, I, I've thought about bringing it back. I've toyed with it, you know, back and forth um, because I do miss the community and, and so forth. I've, I've been admittedly trying to push classes where I can primarily use these tools. Yeah. Uh, like the mace, especially Tim Powell mace is something I think most anybody can learn. And I'll tell you this too, Fred, that class was actually primarily led by most of women. I say led, but was mostly attended by, by women. And so the way that it started out. And, uh, and so I still got the group. I could probably like, if I would decided to ping it, ping him again and, and start it all back over, they could probably, we could probably get it back together, but no plans as of this moment to do that. I'm pretty much focused on that flow community right now. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that um, people who do martial arts, yoga, those types of uh, workouts, practices, um, they would love steel mace and clubs. Now, the question I have for you is how do they work it into their uh, to their schedule? Because, I mean, like somebody who's doing jujitsu is working at jujitsu. They want to get their next belt. And, you know, if they're going to spend the next 10 or 15 minutes swinging a mace, is that really going to get them to getting their belt? Um, so how do we communicate this to people so that yeah. they want to try it? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, a lot of, I mean, and being honest, that's a lot of the community is is going that direction. Doing what you just said, where they're beginning to incorporate it little by little. There's a there's a guy I follow, uh, goes by the name of Raspberry Ape, A P E. Yes, you know, wow. yeah, over in the UK, and uh, and he's a big, a very successful uh, uh, jujitsu guy, and and has won a lot of tournaments, and and is a very strong dude, very skilled. Um, he uses all kinds of clubs and maces and unconventional tools. Um, the question of incorporation is a good one. You know, one thing I noticed about this practice in general compared to something like jujitsu is that I can do it every day and I feel good every day. So kind of reverting back to the other, er, earlier part of our discussion, I'll do it every day, but I can, I can scale it up or down or go more intense or less intense as I need to based on what, how my body's communicating to that, to me that day. That's a little more difficult to do in jujitsu. Um, and I noticed this after doing it for years, which is that, man, there'd be so many times I would go into class and you're right. Like everybody's trying to advance. Everybody's trying to get better. Everybody's trying to, you know, add stripes and go up and belt. But I would notice how like perpetually sore and beat up I was. Now, at that point, I was not doing the recovery that I'm doing now. And I wasn't eating as well as I'm eating now. So yeah, but you were young though, too. I was a little bit younger, yeah. But well, I'm just saying, you know, usually young people, you could they could drink beer every night and eat tacos and yeah. do and play sports. So I mean, this is, you know, even though you weren't really, you know, train um, doing recovery properly and all that stuff, this is uh, proof that you you know you were beating yourself up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. So I was younger, but yeah. I, I... I was definitely, I mean, and I don't think I'm the only one. I think that there is a general fatigue that a lot of people that do jujitsu, excuse me, experience, especially if they're not the best one in their class. If they're the best one, then they're setting the pace and the tone. They're kicking everybody's butt. And then, you know, they, they may go home and not really get much of a workout. But but everybody else in the class, you know, it, especially those that are coming back day after day and they're trying to advance, that's, you know, if, if you've got some really advanced dudes in your class, 
a lot of people can experience a, a, a very lingering fatigue that goes on. So it, it doesn't mean in any capacity that people should stop doing jujitsu. In fact, I've thought a lot about going back to maybe once or twice a week to incorporate more of it. I've done some since then, just uh, on the less frequent basis. And so well, what do I, average people do once or twice a week or do they go more? What's the average? Uh, I, you know, around here in Nashville where I've gone, you know, I would say people go on average four to five times a week. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. They'll just take off maybe on a weekend, but they'll go usually like Monday through Thursday or Friday is a pretty, and even a Saturday, you know, a lot of those guys are, and girls are, are very consistent. Um, okay. So, so if, if they're going that often though, that they must have like a light day, right. Where they kind of just practice one technique or are they going like balls to the wall, like every class? Well, most classes like you, so you'll, you'll probably, most of the time it's like you have a beginner class. Uh, or like a foundations class that's usually like blue belts and under white belts and under and then sometimes you'll also have the advanced class it's how i think most places will divvy it up the advanced and the advanced and the and the more beginners and then sometimes they'll do no gi and then they split that up between beginners and advanced as well um so i would say that um you know they'll they'll generally a lot of people will go to as many classes as they can in a day up to up to about five days you know or six days sometimes they'll go seven days um and uh um yeah they stay they stay pretty well on it um and it's kind of a and it becomes sort of a communal thing everybody everybody yeah. doing it and and you're you know you're going up with people that uh, a lot of times oh, oh well, sorry i meant to talk about the format of the class usually is where you'll go through, you'll do warm-ups, then you'll learn, you'll do some drills, you'll learn some moves, and then at the very end of class, you'll you'll roll. And so this is really the, the general format for most classes is you'll warm up, roll, warm up, do some warm-ups, and then learn moves and drills. And then the last, usually like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes are dedicated to rolls. And most of the time, those are split into five-minute segments where you'll be with one person for five minutes. Doesn't matter how many times you submit them, doesn't matter how many times they submit you, um, and you don't really stop. And so, so to answer your question, you know, some I mean, if you're depending on the school that you're at, every day could be a grind potentially. Wow. So these are people that don't go out to the bars or anything like that. <laughs> they're they're just locked in. But yeah, you you mentioned like they develop like a mutual respect and a camaraderie with each other, guys especially because guys need like action to to build relationships around each other with they there, there was a saying um men build relationships shoulder to shoulder women mm -hmm. build relationships knee to knee yeah and i think that's a great way to describe it guys will become the best of friends you know fighting or fighting an adversary or something like that that's what we're right. designed to do but i would also think if you're rolling with women and, you know, a woman is friggin' doing a good job, maybe even kicking your ass. You develop a whole new respect for the might of a woman, too. And that's got to be a very uplifting feeling for anybody because um, just that connection, knowing that people are training hard like that, it, it's it's got to be mind-blowing, right? Those ladies are no slouches. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. I mean, they, you know, they... They, they, it's, it's a very serious practice for just about anybody that's in there. And, um, yeah, I mean, basically anybody that's going on any consistent level is going to get better and better. You're, you'll always have that dynamic where men are just naturally stronger. And in fact, 
there's a sort of a, a well-known uh, slight that you may get if you ever go to jujitsu where when you first start, especially when you're new, where they'll say, oh, you're strong. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's an underhanded compliment because what they're saying is you're using a lot of strength and you are strong, but it's a technique-based uh, yes. practice. And so it's, you know, really what they're telling you is like, work on the technique and get yeah, back. Yeah, you're, you're using your strength to overcome um, a more skilled opponent. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if you can, yeah. yeah if you can. Times, yeah, a lot of times they'll tell you that you're strong even if you're getting your butt kicked, you know, and and, oh, and you, may, oh. you may have, you, may have uh, uh, you know, given them a hard time. I, you know, I've, I've yeah. had that happen before too. I remember, you know, newer white belts and, and younger, you know, uh, newer folks would come in and, and they would be strong and they, you know, they're gripping as hard as they can and giving you everything they got. So it may like slow you down a little bit, but you're just kind of like moving like quicksand and you just slowly kind of encroach over there, you know, over everything and just kind of take them over slowly. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's where the technique comes in for sure. So if, if I was going to run a jujitsu class, uh, I would have people use the Mason clubs as part of the warm up because that's a, just a good way to, even, even if it's just a 10 pound Mason, it's a good way for a person to just examine their bodies beforehand. Like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, I was just swinging and I noticed my shoulders mm-hmm. a little wonky today. Oh, well, maybe that's something you want to think about before you start rolling on the mat. And then it's just a good, you know, um, light way to warm up. It doesn't wind you, uh, connects you with your body, connects you with the ground, right? Because you're in your bare feet, right? So I think that's a good place to put it in. But uh, do you think it would make sense to cut um, a roll short by five minutes and everybody pick up like a 20-pound mace and just start cranking out reps? Would that help them? actually I, I think so i think you know there's a lot of ways you could you could form that I, I like your idea about the warming up that's a great way to do it too i've got a, and i'll tell you this i've got a buddy of mine a buddy of mine from the jiu-jitsu community here who's really good um he and i have stayed friends uh, and and he's become aware of the fact that i've gotten into the clubs and mace and so forth and he has as well he's he follows mark wildman and that seems like how everybody learns about it is through mark so he's doing the lord's work there job mark uh but uh uh, no, my buddy, uh, he and I've met up a couple times to swing some Mason tools and he's just getting into that side of things. Whereas I went full bore there. Um, but he is incorporating it on his off days. Uh, that's how he's doing it is, you know, I think he'll go, like, I think he'll roll pretty consistently five days the week. And then on his off days is when he'll do a lot of Mace 360s and 10 and twos. And he starts doing, um, working with the unconventional tools like that. But and he goes he- hard. When he when he rolls or when he swings, man. No, like when he swings on those off days, is he like training like top level, like heavy swings, really working it, or is it more of a, hey, not, I'm just gonna chill out kind of day? Yeah, not him. I think at least I mean it's been a minute since we and I talked, but uh, a few months, but but I think he was going quite a bit lighter. Like I think yeah. he had ten, he was learning mills with the club, so he had he had like a ten pound, I think a fifteen pound steel club, steel clubs that he was working with. Um, as well as a 10-pound mace. And so he's mostly doing mills and 360s, I think, was his primary thing. All right, but that's going back to almost the beginning of our conversation where here's a guy who's, uh, you know, doing his martial arts, and he, he on his off days, he's going to use this tool that requires, you know, the central nervous system firing properly, um, you know, hand-eye coordination. And that is just a great way to fi- fine-tune all your instruments so mm-hmm. that when you go back to your martial arts, you should be operating better because you're you're maintaining that 
that uh, coordination level. I, I think so. I mean, I think, I mean, and I, and I think that a lot of these people, have, a lot of these martial artists have noticed this. I mean, I, again, I don't think it's a coincidence that so many of the people that end up purchasing maces and clubs and, and kettlebells and even ropes are doing so because they're trying to supplement their martial arts practice with something that can help all those things, help their coordination, help their nervous system, um, help them have a better connection with their body. And they're always trying to have that good, good connection with their body because of the fatigue, because of the training. And I mean, I mean that, and we just talked about jujitsu. I mean, if you did Muay Thai, there's Muay Thai, a good Muay Thai gym here in town as well. Um, and you know, if you do a, a lot of Muay Thai sparring and a lot of, uh, uh, Muay Thai training, uh, uh, week in, week out, that can be very, very taxing. And so, um, I think club training is, would supplement just in the same way there for them as well. Yeah, that's that's good, especially a Muay Thai because now you're throwing punches and kicks, elbows, knees. So, what's better than you know doing some uh, mace clubs, even kettlebell flows, things like that, where you have to work around all those body parts. You have to work a club around your head. You have to work it around your knees, right? So you're not smashing it into your knees. So you just become more connected with those body parts like you said earlier right the awareness yeah i mean i i don't know if you saw i did a i did a post recently uh i think on it collaborated with me on it where uh i i was out of just doing my thing at the park and i started just i didn't i didn't have anybody to clinch against but i was pretending i had a head there doing clinch knees with uh you know from, from my muay thai background and i just had this inspiration to take my mace and then and then shift the globe around to time it where I'm pulling up and pulling back. And it was, and I was able to, and basically it was a great marriage. And for, at least for that particular moment, for that particular movement with the clenched knees to incorporate switching the globe, it's like a reverse uppercut uh, with a mace. And the way that it performs that same movement where you've got the object to pull against, and you're pulling your knee in to tuck it in and you're using the mace to do that as well. So- Oh, wow. I, I think uh, I think it's just you know there's so many applications that that link over and even just 360s and mills to your point yeah you've got an object going around your head um, that's the thing you're having to deal with when you're boxing and you're and you're kickboxing you're getting punched you're getting kicked so you got to learn how to how to how to shift how to bob and weave and really you have to be consciously aware of objects coming right right past your uh, you know what your your immediate bubble it's like i don't know if you've heard that yeah I, I don't know if it's like a, a quote but there's like there's levels to like your your immediacy of of comfort zone so it's like when somebody gets a certain a certain length distance away from you you have certain neur neurons and certain uh hormones that fire because of the comfort level being so close to somebody and it's and like that shifts the way, you know, your, uh, your state of mind in a brief moment when like, whether it's like, it raises your anxiety, if like somebody's too close to you, dudes bowing up against each other, you know? So, right. So, so, so uh, if you're like in a, a, a sparring match and somebody's in close to you and you're not comfortable with it, you might actually have a negative response to it. You might panic, you might freeze or something like that. So is it possible to work with a club in your garage or outside in your backyard, just doing inside mills and outside mills and get comfortable with something in close proximity? That is beautiful, yeah. man. I think I do think research here. 
<laughs> yeah, you're, you're recording, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is our research. But I so now I have uh, I I got a request for you because you said maybe you'll do a video. So what I was doing this morning, I was believe it or not, I was doing some club flow. Um, what a coincidence! And um, so what I was doing, I was starting off with an outside mill, sweeping it down past in front of me, mm -hmm. coming up to the, the opposite side, and I would pivot. Go down into a squat and hold yep. the, the club out, kind of like what Victor Rouse Victor. is always doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Then I would stand back up, come back up into that squared off position, and then I'd sweep back in front of me and go to an inside mill. Mm -hmm. So that would be a good video because um, moving into that inside mill, coming out of the and pivoting on your heels, and then coming up, it's a delicate situation because if you're all like spazzy, you're bringing that club, right? It's dropping down right here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that would be a good video to see you do, see how you handle it and you know, how you would, uh, whatever your cues work, would be. Yeah. Work through it and, and, uh, and cue it up. Yeah. I, uh, that's a, that's a really, I mean, that's a great one because you're getting both sides and you're also, this is something I talk about. I did a video of this in my community already as well about orientation in particular 90 degree turns 90 degree turns is where you start to develop that shift in your mind and i always think about it like i make a hard cut a hard turn so i'm i'm turning really hard and like yeah. i like basically it's like wherever you get if you're in a gym and it's you know you're in a room that's a normal four-walled room i always line myself up with something and like i kind of make a grid in my head so i'm like okay I've got my walls here and then I'm my back is flat with the wall behind me. So when I turn, I should be totally perpendicular to the wall and I can know that. And that's when I know I've made that clean 90 degree turn. And the cleaner that you make those angle changes in those in those pivots, the 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 more efficiency you'll get from the movement, the better connection you'll get with the tool that you're using. Um, and the more that you'll be able to train the efficiency of that, so that way you can do more reps and more reps and more reps. So I think it's a great one. I'll, uh, I definitely may take a note and write down, uh, uh, yeah, while, while you're yeah, writing that down, yeah. uh, I, I could throw this input too. Like you were talking about this snappy 90 degree turn. You, you could be sluggish in that 90 degree turn with a light club, but once it gets heavy, if you don't follow that momentum and turn with it, like catch the tail of the momentum as it's sweeping yep. past you, mm -hmm. that thing is going to disturb your you, – you can't be sluggish. It'll, it'll, it'll be all awkward at that point. And then you need to work on – as you make that 90-degree turn, you're going to get back into that squared-off position where your feet are directly under your shoulders, but you don't want them offset, right? You want them yeah. – Right, so you have to have this such awareness of where your feet land. Yeah, I, I like it. I think about it like um, so when you're when you're doing that low swing across and you're and you're shifting, like you said, you're you're landing your feet. I think I think that you have to find the nuance of of like letting letting it pull you into position, letting it like you're you're right, you're on the tail of it. And it is just ever so like you want to be on that point where it's just ever so gently pulling you towards it. So that way it's almost like if you relaxed and you just engage the right parts, um, you allow your posture to stay tall, but you let your hips uh, follow it, then it will basically pull your hips into that movement. That way, again, talking about efficiency, 
you're not exerting too much effort trying to force anything. You're letting the club guide you in, into that movement. And then when you pull it upright into that order position, it stacks really nice and clean. And it you can just feel every intricate aspect of that angular change when it's happening. So that way, like, you're, you're always connected to it. Otherwise, you can force it. You can... You could totally just swing it really hard and just force yourself into that spot. But, you know, I think the goal of this and where we talk about flow is that the more that we can create this movement efficiency, the more reps we can get in, the more we're going to chip away at the at our weaknesses and our imbalances because we're literally letting letting those imbalances guide us into those positions. So yeah, yeah. that's the that's the that's the nerdy like really the intricate detail part of of when you're swinging maces and clubs especially uh, across your body like that into new positions and angles yeah i like i like that uh what you said jared you know you you let it pull you into position and then when it comes up to that order it kind of snaps right in and you, you'll notice it actually feels very natural you may yeah. not feel that at first because you're working with the skill but once you get that down and you're able to follow that momentum it pulls you into position that is such a clever way of looking at it i love it i love especially so um i may share with you at some point or, or maybe i'll just make another one today i love it when i'm when i'm swinging and i'll i'll kind of rock a little bit where i'll i'll do a full 180 pivot so I'll, my, my back will go to front and i will shift and i'll switch hands as i catch it on the other side, and I'm just letting it pull me. That's it. I'm I'm just I keep my posture tall, and I kind of and I'll, I'll sort of like rock my hips as it goes down, and then let it pull my far hip, and then I'll switch hands midair. And so when I'm turning the opposite direction, then I'm tall, and I can just feel that swing back, and it just feels good. Yeah, it feels really good, you know. And then and then of course when you start to when you start to carry it all the way through, and then you can do that do the 360. Then I'll pull and then like throw my hips 180 back the other way and man it's just a it's a rocket roller coaster ride wherever you want to call it it's just so fun and that's why you know that's definitely one of the one of the way, reasons why i've just dived you know head first into all this for these past two or three years because it's just it's so fun i mean and, and yeah. like i'm always like oh okay i can make this shift or then i can like catch it on my shoulder yeah, handle and go go around, and then I can, you know, like with the shoulder ones, when it's on my shoulder and it's rested, I'll kind of dip my shoulder just slightly as I dip the handle, and then push up just a little bit, and it kind of pops it out. So when I make that swing and go across, it's like like you know what I'm talking about. Like you're yeah, just so I, I told enough. It, it's like when you do an outside mill and it's pretty heavy, and you and you drop that elbow down real quick, and just yeah. it flicks right off. It's uh -huh. almost, it's, it, you could almost make it almost weightless if you want. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so fun. I, I, I'm, I hope that, I hope that uh, a lot of people that are watching know what we're talking about. Otherwise, they're probably like, I need to go get a club. That's probably a good thing. It's like, we're right. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this. You know, like, um, e even if you do know what we're talking about, but, you know, you're, you're just nibbling around the edges or whatever. Look, you could get lost in just clubs. You could get lost in just mace, but, uh, Jared does, clubs mace and kettlebell which mm -hmm. is fantastic and you're also swinging heavy gatas and stuff like that so you swing heavy you flow um you do it all worthwhile to um 
to check out. What's your Instagram? It's my name, Jared Michael Thomas. Okay. Very simple. Jared, like the jewelry store, Michael Thomas. So you could go there and see all those videos, everybody. Uh, but um, yeah, before we wind it down, repeat how to uh, get involved in the community you are creating. Yes, thank you. And again, we just launched last week, and uh, and, and it's all 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 green lights, all 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 forward go here. So, um, would love to have anybody listening uh, uh, go ahead and click and join us. So, go to the top of my Instagram. You'll notice a, a link at the very top. It's a link tree. You'll click. You'll tap that link, um, and it will take you to the link tree page. The very first bu button there is says join my flow community. So you'll click that. Um, and then from there, you'll put in your email address. I send you an email with two simple steps. You'll subscribe to Stripe, and then you'll take the second link from there to go to the, the front of the Facebook page. And when I have seen that you subscribe to Stripe, I'll let you into the Facebook page, um, and you can ask me all kinds of questions, just like Fred is here, and say, I want to see a video on that. I'll get on it because, uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll also have more curated content where I'll, I'll start leading in a certain direction so, people, so we can kind of keep on a theme uh, to some degree, but yeah, it's all fun. And, uh, and I would love to have anybody listening, come and uh, join us on the journey for sure. All right. That's Jared, Michael Thomas, everybody on the podcast, finally, and do feel free to return. Uh, this was awesome. We just, we uncovered yeah. so many little details. I love talking about this stuff. It's one of, um, the benefits I get as, as running this podcast, I get to talk to the top coaches, uh, about technique and everything. And, um, you know, you know, I'm going to remember all this stuff and, and guys, listen, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're firing these things off left and right. All, all these great coaches coming on. Uh, we're going to continue to do so as this awesome modality, steel mace, steel clubs, flow, all that stuff as it continues to grow. So thanks for listening. Thank you, Jared. Uh, good luck with everything. I think you're going to do well with it and, uh, stay in touch, my friend. Yeah, he's your brother. Have a good All day. Right. Thanks. See ya.